Cinnamon is a spice that has been used around the world for thousands of years. It is far more than a food accompaniment. It's the use of cinnamon as a medicinal agent that has scientists interested because of unique compounds found in cinnamon that appear to offer some unique health benefits. In today's podcast, I'll look at those health benefits with the spotlight firmly placed on how cinnamon may help people with diabetes keep their blood sugar levels under better control. Welcome to the Thinking Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tim Crow, and I'm a career researcher, educator, and science communicator with most of this spent in the field of nutrition. How do you make sense of so much conflicting information in the field of nutrition? While I don't profess to have all the answers in an area that is continually changing as research changes, you can count on what is covered in this podcast to be based on the whole field of nutrition science, not just selective areas that support a particular way of thinking. And this podcast will always be free from any commercial product tie-ins, endorsements, or advertisements. Just credible nutrition science presented in plain and simple language, and then translating this into what it means for your health. So on with today's show. Cinnamon is a spice obtained from the inner bark of several tree species from the genus Cinnamonimum. It has been used as an ingredient throughout history, dating back as far as ancient Egypt. It used to be rare and valuable and was regarded as a gift fit for kings. These days, though, cinnamon is cheap, available in every supermarket, and found as an ingredient in various foods and recipes. The distinct smell and flavor of cinnamon are due to the oily part, which is very high in the compound cinnamonaldehyde. Scientists believe that this compound is responsible for most of cinnamon's powerful effects on health and metabolism. Cinnamon also contains large amounts of polyphenol antioxidants. Antioxidants can help protect the body from disease and are found in fruits, vegetables, herbs and spices. The antioxidants in cinnamon have been found to have anti-inflammatory effects. Some spices, including cinnamon, have prebiotic properties that promote the growth of beneficial bacteria and help suppress the growth of pathogenic bacteria. Therefore, including spices regularly in your diet may help improve gut health. Cinnamon is also a useful source of manganese, and contains small amounts of calcium and fiber. There are lots of health claims made about humble cinnamon, but most of them, such as antifungal, anti-HIV, anti-cancer, lowering blood pressure, and preventing Alzheimer's disease, come mostly from studies out of a lab involving cells or, or animals. So I won't give them much attention today. When it comes to a decent volume of human clinical research, it is cinnamon's potential role in regulating blood glucose that attracts the most attention. Due to a growing worldwide prevalence of diabetes, researchers are interested in applications of natural foods like cinnamon to help control blood sugar and curb inflammation. Compounds called polyphenols found in cinnamon show effects similar to insulin and can promote glucose use by muscle and fat cells. 
at least in animal and cell culture studies. So what do human clinical trials show? Studies in humans have shown promising results for cinnamon lowering blood glucose, triglycerides and cholesterol levels in people with type 2 diabetes. Not all of the clinical trials, though, have shown positive results, and all have suffered from issues of small numbers of people studied. Way back in 2008, researchers first compiled the human clinical research with cinnamon in diabetes that had been done so far, and they compiled this research into a meta-analysis. But just five studies that used a randomized controlled design of giving cinnamon or a placebo to people with type 2 diabetes could be identified. And collectively, these studies involved a total of just 282 people. The findings of the analysis were less than inspiring. The use of cinnamon at doses ranging from 1 to 6 grams per day for periods of up to 16 weeks showed no benefit in improving fasting blood glucose levels or overall glucose control. Further, no improvements in total cholesterol, triglycerides, or LDL or HDL cholesterol could be seen. The authors of the study acknowledged that the number of people in the studies may have been too small to detect a significant benefit of cinnamon. But the research didn't stop there. And in 2012, an updated meta-analysis was published that included yet more studies. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. This time, six trials could be analyzed that were of sufficient research quality. And collectively, they involved a lot more people, 435 in total. Doses of cinnamon varied from 1 to 6 grams per day, and treatment length range from 40 days up to 4 months. Now, cinnamon did show a small benefit in improving measures of glucose control, but the magnitude of the effect was still quite small. The longer-term measure of glycemic control of glycosylated hemoglobin, also called HbA1c, which is more of a long-term marker of glucose control because your hemoglobin naturally has glucose attached to it. So very slowly over time, the amount of glucose on hemoglobin can increase or decrease. So HbA1c, or glycosylated hemoglobin, is more like a dipstick test of long-term glucose control. So what happened to HbA1c? Well, the levels fell by only a very small amount of 0.09 percentage points, which is not that clinically significant. But fasting glucose fell by an average of 0.84 millimoles per litre, which appears quite large, although this fall wasn't statistically significant. So there was a lot of background noise going on in the study results. The authors of the meta-analysis acknowledged that the number of clinical trials performed so far is small, as to the number of people who have taken part in them. So since 2012, with more clinical trials published, a more recent 2013 review is painting a more positive picture, even though just one year had elapsed since the last meta-analysis. This time, a total of 10 studies of sufficient research quality were included in the new review, which I'll link to in the show notes. Now, collectively, these trials involved a total of 543 people. 
Doses of cinnamon varied from 120 milligrams up to 6 grams per day, and treatment length ranged from 4 to 18 weeks. The clinical outcomes from the review were small in magnitude, but were statistically significant. A decrease in fasting glucose, total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, and triglycerides, with an elevation or a rise in HDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol, all pointed to a favorable benefit of cinnamon. The downside of the review was that the variability in the clinical outcomes between studies was high. Differences in dosage and timing of cinnamon likely explain much of the variability, which makes it hard to translate the results into patient recommendations just yet. And now finally, to complete the picture and to illustrate how science advances by one study at a time, a meta-analysis was published only last year in 2019, and this time the study could include 18 clinical trials and 1,100 participants, and I'll link to the study in the show notes. And what they found was supportive of cinnamon reducing fasting blood glucose in people with type 2 diabetes. And even though HbA1c that's that glycosylated hemoglobin I was talking about before, was reduced by 0.24 percentage points, which you know is actually reasonably uh, reason- a reasonable size. This was actually not a statistically significant difference, but at least was in the right direction. And dare I say, with more trials, this small effect may prove to be significant. So what to make of all of this? For anyone with diabetes, the question of if cinnamon has a clinical role to play in managing blood glucose is still not clearly answered. But the signs are positive. But the magnitude of benefit should not mean that anyone taking medications will be switching to cinnamon anytime soon. Until the questions of dosage and duration are more clearly answered, cinnamon cannot replace lifestyle changes and prescription medications just yet. But if cinnamon does have a role to play in controlling blood sugar, could this perhaps translate into a favorable effect on body weight? Outside of diabetes, there is interest in seeing if cinnamon could also help with obesity. Clinical trials using cinnamon in obesity and weight loss, though, have mostly been small in numbers and haven't always shown a positive benefit. With new clinical trials recently published, a recent review is painting a more positive picture. For the review, Iranian researchers compiled the results from 12 randomized controlled clinical trials involving 783 people that investigated the effects of cinnamon on obesity measures. And I'll link to the study in the show notes. The pooled results found that cinnamon significantly decreased body weight by one kilogram. Waist circumference showed a favorable decline with a fall of just over two centimeters. Body fat also fell by 1%. Digging deeper, the best results seem to be in those under 50 years of age. As for dosage, two grams of cinnamon per day for greater than 12 weeks was the most effective in promoting weight loss. The results from this review did find that cinnamon is effective in making very small inroads into body fat. 
but the loss of just one kilogram of body weight after several months is hardly spectacular. So it is unlikely that we would be recommending cinnamon as a first-line therapy for obesity anytime soon. Now, just a final note on safety. There are two main types of cinnamon. The first is cassia cinnamon, also called regular cinnamon, and this is the most commonly used type. Then there is salon cinnamon, also known as true cinnamon. Salon cinnamon has a lighter and less bitter taste. Cassia cinnamon is more commonly found in supermarkets, given that it's much cheaper than salon cinnamon. While cassia cinnamon is safe to eat in small to moderate amounts, eating too much may cause health problems because it contains high amounts of a compound called coumarin, which can cause liver damage, breathing problems, and interfere with some medications when ingested in high doses. The standard dose for anti-diabetic purposes of cinnamon is 1 to 6 grams daily, taken with carbohydrate-containing meals. Salon cinnamon is always a better supplemental option than cassia cinnamon, due to the lower coumarin content found in it. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Thinking Nutrition.